Greetings, listeners of the Latin Prayer Podcast. My name is Dylan Drago, and welcome back for another episode. So I apologize for not getting an episode out to you last week. What ended up happening was I tried to record it from a mobile location. I honestly did. I was trying to record the whole thing on my phone because all my recording equipment was at my studio, and for a bunch of reasons, I was not able to get into the studio to record. So here I was freaking out. It took me a little bit longer to come to this decision of I just need to get a mobile setup. So this past seven days, I ended up getting a second microphone and identifying another suitable location where I could record and the noise wasn't going to be too bad to be able to still put out the same quality of audio that you normally get from me on one of these episodes. So here we are. I finally have a secondary setup. This way, if I can't get into the studio, I can still record the episode and be able to get it out to you. And so today, as I mentioned in the previous episode, we're going to be looking at the traditional form for the Sacrament of Confession or the Sacrament of Reconciliation, and we're going to be comparing it to the Novus Ordo. A lot of you have emailed me and told me that you are new to the traditional Latin Mass. You are new to the traditional rite. And if you're like me, Confession was one of those things I was very apprehensive about because I wasn't sure how different it was going to be. Now, you can look these things up online, but when you're actually in the confessional and experiencing that that wonderful sacrament, it can be a little bit intimidating to get yourself to the confessional because you're like, how different is this going to be? How much Latin do I need to know? What is the priest actually saying? How do I know when I'm supposed to speak and when I'm supposed to be quiet? All of those things. So we're going to dive into all of that today. When I tried to record this episode the previous time, I started with the Latin, and then I was going to go to the Novus Ordo, and realized that that probably wasn't the best way to record it. It would make sense for us to start with what most of us would already know, which is the Novus Ordo form of confession, and then look at how much more there is in the traditional form of confession. And we'll talk about the nuances and the differences, but more specifically, the words that the priest says. Now, I want to be very clear. I'm not going to be teaching you how to say the words the priest says, because unless you are in the process of discerning the priesthood and are in seminary, it's not something that you need to know. However, I think it would be very beneficial to your spiritual life to know the English translation of those words and to see exactly what the priest is asking for on our behalf, what he's specifically saying and praying for right from the very beginning of confession. It is very moving when you hear these words or know what these words mean that he is asking for and praying for. So with that, let's dive in. Now, looking at the new confession rite, and when I say new confession rite, I mean the Novus Ordo confession rite, It begins by the penitent entering the confessional and kneeling behind a screen or sitting down face-to-face. This option of sitting face-to-face with the priest is something that only exists in the Novus Ordo rite. The penitent then makes the sign of the cross and says the words, Bless me, Father, for I have sinned. It has been however long since my last confession. At this point, The penitent then tells their sins to the priest, and when they have finished sharing their sins, they say something along the lines of, I am sorry for these and all my sins. The priest will then give us a penance to do, 
which is a prayer to say or something, some good act of kindness to do. And then request from us to say the act of contrition or the prayer of sorrow. And of course, there are many forms of the act of contrition. I'm not going to go into that today. Having completed the act of contrition, the priest then gives absolution and says these words. God the Father of mercies, through the death and resurrection of his Son, has reconciled the world to himself and sent the Holy Spirit among us for the forgiveness of sins. Through the ministry of the Church, may God give you pardon and peace, and I absolve you from your sins. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. The priest then says, Give thanks to the Lord, for he is good, and the response to that would be, His mercies endure forever, or he might say something like, Go in peace, your sins are forgiven, and you would say, Thanks be to God. And there you have the new rite of confession, or the Novus Ordo rite of confession. Now let's look at the traditional form of confession. From the perspective of the penitent, the extraordinary form of penance is not at all that different from what one would experience in the Novus Ordo setting. In fact, it begins the same way by the penitent entering the confessional, kneeling behind a screen, there is no option, like I mentioned before, to sit face to face with the priest, and this is very for very specific reasons, which we can maybe reflect on later. But then the penitent says, Bless me, Father, for I have sinned. This is done while making the sign of the cross, and while doing this, the priest says these words, The Lord be in thy heart and on thy lips, that thou mayest rightly confess thy sins. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. So here we see right from the very beginning, the priest is actually praying for the penitent and asking that the Lord be in their hearts and on their lips, so that any sins that they might confess, they do so rightly as to avoid committing an even graver sin, and gives a blessing to the penitent. The penitent then tells the priest how long it's been since their last confession, and it's important that the penitent in the traditional rite recites the number and kind of his sins. So it's not just to say, I've done these things, in order for the priest to be able to properly aid the penitent in sinning no more, they need to know how frequently we have committed those sins. After finishing the list of sins, the penitent should conclude with a statement to the effect of, For these and all my other sins which I cannot presently remember, I am heartily sorry. Or, you could also say, For all of these sins and those which... I cannot remember. I ask for God's pardon and for the grace to overcome my defects. At this point, the priest will ask some questions and may give some advice on how to combat these specific vices. The priest will assign a penance and then ask the penitent to do an act of contrition. Now, while saying the act of contrition in the traditional form, you may realize that the priest is actually saying a prayer at the same time in a very quiet voice. The priest says, In Latin, Miseriatur tui omnipotens Deus et demisis peccatis tuis perducate ad vitam eternam. Amen. Which in English means, May Almighty God have mercy on thee, and forgive thee all thy sins, and bring thee to everlasting life. Amen. Now, if you've attended the traditional Latin Mass, you may recognize these words. If you're following along at the foot of the cross, the priest makes his confidior, and then after his confidior, the altar server will then say these words to the priest. 
and then the altar server does their confidior, and the priest says these words to the altar server. And this is sort of a precursor to absolution, because by the time we're done our act of contrition, the priest should have finished saying these words silently and then goes on to say, while holding his right hand over the penitent, Indulgentiam absolutionum et remissionem peccatorum, tuorum tribu tibi omnipotens et misericors dominus. Amen. Which in English means, May the Almighty and merciful God grant thee indulgence, absolution, and remission of all thy sins. Amen. Now that sounds like an absolution, but it actually isn't. We're still in this precursor, because still holding his hand over the penitent, the priest then removes any impediments to the validity of the absolution that he is about to give by saying these words. In Latin, Dominus nostri Jesus Christus te absolvat, et ego autoritate ipsius te absolvo ab omni vinculo excommunicationis et interdicti in quantum possum et tu indiges. Which in English means... May our Lord Jesus Christ absolve thee, and by his authority I absolve thee from every bond of excommunication and interdict in proportion to my power and thy need. And then finally, the priest recites the words of absolution while both the priest and the penitent make the sign of the cross. And just as a side note here, a bishop would make the sign of the cross three times, and the priest says these words. De inde ego te absolvo a peccatis tuis in nomini patris et filii et spiritus sancti. Amen. Which, in English, thereupon I absolve thee from thy sins. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Now, if we stopped the sacrament right there, already we've asked for significantly more than in the new rite of confession, and... It would be complete and beautiful just the way that it is. However, that's not the end. There is more. And this is the part that gets me every single time. Finally, the priest says a prayer for the remission of temporal punishment due for sins. In Latin, Passio Domini Nostri Jesu Christi, Merita Beate Maria Virginis, et Omnium Sanctorum, Quid Quid Boni Feceris, et mali sustinueris sint tibi in remissionem peccatorum, augmentum gratiae et premium vita eterne. Amen. In English, may the passion of our Lord Jesus Christ, the merits of the Blessed Virgin Mary, and of all the saints, whatever good you shall have done, and evil you shall have endured, be to you unto remission of sins, increase of grace, and reward of eternal life. Amen. This concluding prayer for the remission of temporal punishments is a beautiful and appropriate follow-up to absolution, and it's unique to the extraordinary form. The wording of the whole sacrament helps us to remind us that absolution is a serious matter because it cost our Lord, our Savior, Jesus Christ, His life. And it emphasizes that the priest is acting in persona Christi, in the person of Christ. Therefore, it is Christ himself who forgives sins. 
And also I want to make a note that canonically, the priest does not have the right to remove every kind of bond of excommunication. That right is reserved to the diocesan ordinary, which is the bishop. Which is why it's careful, the prayer is careful to say, in proportion to my power. And priests must always refrain, refrain from absolving difficult cases and must refer the matter to a bishop. But all that being said, when you look at this form, the extraordinary form of confession, and compare it to the Novus Ordo, there is significantly more being asked on behalf of the penitent than in the new rite of confession. Right from the very beginning, from the time that the penitent enters into the confessional, the priest is praying because he wants this penitent to receive the fullness of grace that is possible from this sacrament. He wants this penitent to make sure that they give of themselves completely and abandon themselves completely to the mercy of God and not to withhold anything to give totally to God and know that God embraces this penitent fully and totally and completely because of the sacrifice that our Lord Jesus Christ made on Calvary. When you look at the, the prayers that are the precursor to confession, they tie it to this prayer that exists in the holy sacrifice of the Mass. This may the Almighty and merciful God grant the indulgence, absolution, and remission of all thy sins, May Almighty God have mercy on thee, forgive thee all thy sins, and bring thee to everlasting life. It's not done apart from all of these other um, beautiful, tr rich traditions of the church. It's done in conjunction with. And then you have the prayer that removes impediments to the validity of the absolution. And it's very carefully constructed, this prayer. And then finally, when the absolution is complete, the priest connects everything together by praying for the penitent as they step out into the world and embrace all of its difficulties, its challenges, its sufferings, its temptations. He prays for the penitent and says, by the passion of our Lord Jesus Christ and the merits of the Blessed Virgin Mary and of all the saints, that whatever good we do, whatever evil we endure, be unto us the remission of our sins and the increase of grace and the reward of eternal life. How beautiful is that? That God, in his magnanimity, in his eternal magnanimity, would bestow upon us such treasures of prayer. Lex orandi, lex credendi. Prayer begets that which it signifies. So if this is what you believe and this is what you ask for, therefore you can receive it and live it. You can only receive that which you ask for. And if you believe that our God is infinite in his mercies, and that he truly wants to spend all eternity with you in heaven, then he would strengthen you against all of the challenges and temptations of this life. If you have never been to receive the sacrament of reconciliation in the extraordinary form, please do yourself a favor and go. Find a traditional Latin mass parish, find a traditional priest, and ask for this great, great sacrament. Well, there you have it, folks. Thank you so much for joining me for another episode this week. I think next week, what we'll come back with is maybe a deep dive into the Confitior, how to learn that prayer and how to remember it easily in Latin. Peppered in between that, I'd like to do some more of Pope Leo XIII's encyclicals on the Holy Rosary. 
and I'd also like to do a couple other prayers from the Holy Sacrifice of the Mass, maybe the Nicene Creed, because I think these are prayers that we should know and understand what we are saying when we say them in Latin, and we should be able to commit them to memory and then be able to teach them to our children. If you are enjoying these episodes, I would ask you to please leave a review or on iTunes or on Spotify or wherever you're listening to this podcast, and to please share it with somebody. Let people know at your local parish that you are listening to this and let them know the value that you're getting from it and give them the link. Don't just expect that they'll go and Google it themselves. Send them the link to the episode so that they can learn these prayers in Latin and, most especially, begin to pray the Most Holy Rosary every single day. Since my last published episode, we actually have two new patrons. We're up to 12 now people that are supporting this podcast. This podcast is being brought to you by these wonderful 12 people who are supporting and making it possible for me to record these episodes to bring them to you every single week. So to Kimberly Jacobs and Bernadette Francisco, my humble thanks and my prayers to both of you and to all of our patrons. If you are in a financial position to support this podcast, please check us out at patreon.com slash the Latin Prayer Podcast. I'd like to finish this episode by praying for our patrons. I want to pray for them, for their family members, and for their intentions. A lot of them are in a position where they may need these prayers, and so please join me if you will. In nomine Patris et Filii et Spiritus Sancti. Amen. Pater Noster, qui es in celis sanctificetur nomen tuum, adveniat regnum tuum, fiat voluntas tua, sigut in cello et in terra. Panem nostrum quotidianum da nobis hodie, et dimite nobis debita nostra, sicut et nos dimitimus debitoribus nostris, et nenos inducas in tentationem, sed libera nos a malo. Amen. Ave Maria, gratia plena Dominus tecum, benedicta tu in mulieribus, et benedictus fructus ventris tui, Iesus. Sancta Maria, Mater Dei, ora pro nobis pectoribus, nunc et in ora mortis nostrae. Amen. Gloria Patri et Filio, et Spiritui Sancto, sicut erat in principio, et nunc et semper, et in secula seculorum. Amen. In nomine Patris et Filii, et Spiritus Sancti. Amen. So until our next episode, may God love you and may God bless you. May Our Lady keep you close to her Immaculate Heart, and may she lead you to the most sacred heart of our Lord Jesus Christ.